Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How are you doing, Hector? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Yeah. So we had a pretty fun 4th of July weekend, didn't it we? It was, uh, I mean, you know, fun, awkward, <laughs> weird. It was a little bit of all of the above. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we played a party on the 3rd, and it was the most America thing on Earth. It was at a McMansion. I mean, this thing was like the size of a city block, man. It was yeah, yeah. Stupid big. And that was just the main house. They had a pool house. Mm-hmm. They had a guest house. Yep. And then they had a boat house or something also, in addition to the main house. It and they, they had a gym stupid. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was really weird. It was cool, though. Um, and there was that huge 3D USA sign that we played in front of. Yeah. And, and they it, had a massive beach ball that said America on it. Yeah. It literally said apostrophe America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Was, I we I had quite a lot of fun doing it. We we were doing that. Um, so we did the freeze game. We did yeah, musical chairs. the DJ the DJ had to go, I guess, or whatever. It was his time, and so then we started playing. and And they had us doing musical chairs and freeze dance, and so yeah, we would play, yeah. and we would stop, and then the kids would all. Yeah, it was. It was. So you remember when we played that bluegrass festival at Riverhawk, and the band did it there? They did. They did the. Was it the chicken dance or something? No, the hokey pokey. That's what that's they did. It. They yeah, did some they musical did chairs too, I think, for prizes as well. Yeah. I guess it's a thing. I don't know. We'd never done it before, and um, it was. I have to say, in terms of getting the audience engaged, I'm like half tempted to do it in some bars. Well, you know, the I mean, the upside rather was that we played, you know, one song for about 15 minutes. So I mean, it killed time. That, yeah, was, for, yeah. that was for damn sure. Yeah, it's like literally right. played this like. First course, first course, first course for like fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was you know it was pretty fun. Fourth of July is obviously a slightly awkward holiday for a, a British person. But, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but did you did you do anything actually on the fourth? Or I just hung out with Christie's family. It was chill. Yeah, we yeah. went to a friend of ours' uh, condo, and she she lives like on the twenty first floor, right at uh, right at the entrance to Singer Island. There, right off Blue Heron. There. Oh, nice. And. Um, they and, have fireworks and stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, Singer Island had fireworks, and it was literally, like, in front of her window. <laughs> like, oh, it, they wow. were bursting, like, at our height. It was oh, that's the, It was insane to watch that, like, right there, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. We somehow managed to miss all the fireworks. We were driving from one place to another, getting there 15 minutes after oh, the end. Oh, no. I was going to fly my drone off the balcony, but Kelly wouldn't let me. She was, she was like... Worried it was going to get shot down? No, she was worried I was going to get in trouble. Oh, so well, maybe you would yeah, do that. Yeah, Who knows? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, we have Andy Styron with us this week. How's it going, Andy? Hello. It's going really well. It's, How uh, are you guys? Yeah, great. Um, it's really nice to have you on. You were definitely someone who uh, we've been trying to get on, and um, one of them you couldn't do, and you could do this one, which yeah. is perfect. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. I've seen you guys, and a lot of my friends have been on, so yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and you said you said five minutes around the corner? Yeah, no, like four. Oh, like wow. straight shot, straight, right on. Am I going to say it? Should I say it? No, I mean. Okay. No, <laughs> I mean, uh, who knows? I mean, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if you're going to get any creepers. but Probably you know, not. Yeah. <laughs> but I still will. But yeah, four minutes that way towards BGA. Okay, so cool. Yeah, there's zero chance of me being late. Perfect. But I'm late to everything. No, that's not necessarily true. Okay, I, no. I, yeah, so yeah, I, right. just, I, just moved, I just moved to Lake Park. Like literally the other side of ninety five off off North Light there, and I moved there three months ago, and I'm more late to the podcast <laughs> now than I ever was before when I lived like 
25 minutes from here. Yeah, because you think, oh, well, I'll just be there. Yeah, I'm like seconds. watching TV. I got my feet kicked yeah. up. I'm like, ah, it's going to take like five minutes. Oh, shit, it's <laughs> 840. I do that with – I work at Seminole Marine right down – literally right down PGA. Four minutes probably, just like here. And every day I'm like 15 minutes late. And they're yeah. like – Andy, like you made it. I'm like, I made every day. It's a joke. They used to keep like a uh, running tab on yeah. like and bet how who was going to be closest to the time that I got there because it's just I'm in I'm late. I'm late all the time. I don't know That's what is funny. Is I it might, kind of like a West Marine type deal, Seminole, Seminole Marine? Um, no, we we uh, repair really huge yachts. Oh right, cool. So my, we order from West Marine though. Okay, my wife works for uh, Jupiter Inlet Boats, and in, um, it's right next to the HCB place up in jupiter there mm-hmm. so i have a small window into that world but not mm-hmm. the uh, super yacht world more, more like a rebovich type place or something or? well yeah, yeah we're right next to there so oh, okay yeah it's just a lot of very very rich Huge. people Huge. have you had people from below deck come in ever and do you know what that is? No. You're so lucky that you don't know what that is. <laughs> don't, my, don't tell her, man. She'll go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I know. My my wife has it on all the time, so I've seen it like a million times. It's like a reality TV show about people who work on Mega Yards. Oh, my God. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you might like God. it. They, they, like, they'll, I, like, people who work on the yachts and stuff, and yeah. they'll come up in the captains and stuff like that. And Yeah. I bet you that you have had some of, the, some of those people in there because they, they come to – Yeah, and they – been Rybovich like a million times. So. I just I do uh, I do real estate photography and some event photography and stuff on the side. And I I just shot the Palm Beach International Boat Show back in March, I guess it was, um, and I shot it for um, for one of the large yacht brokers, uh, Worth Avenue Yachts, and um, it, like every night it was a different event or a different party and stuff. And one of the nights was was a crew party thing, and it was all these like all these mega yachts that were parked there. Mm-hmm. All the crews like came out and they had a DJ and they had music and, it, and like they had open bar and whatever. They are crazy. They're nuts. Yeah, they're it's like a <laughs> it's like a working, it's like a freaking college <laughs> frat party or something. But they're all in their thirties. Like yeah. it's right, crazy. Right. Well, they obviously figured something out. They found uh, a loophole. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt, man. Oh, it was. It was a. It was yeah. It was wild, man. It was wild. You have to ask uh, Jacob Tacos and uh, and Danielle. Uh, okay, you they, told me about it at the they, time. I remember. Yeah, she was she was she was second shooter for me, and he was doing video, um, shooting video for me to edit. And uh, I mean, they had like a drag show and everything. Like it got crazy, man. Oh wow, <laughs> it, was, it was fun though. It All right, fun. good drag stuff. Drag shows are fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the first question we ask, um, yeah, let's get back to music. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the first question that we ask is. Um, why did you start playing music? And also, um, what was the environment when you were young? Was it conducive to music? Like, how did you sort of find yourself doing it? Well, I always sang ever since I was a kid. I always sang. Um, and my music was always really playing. My dad is huge into music. My mom, anytime we were in the car, I always had music on like most parents. But my my dad really um, honed in on showing me all types of music and from oh, nice. like y- a young age i was singing the blues brothers and all those those like classics and spirit in the sky and all those good songs and a lot of just um songs that now i'm i'm happy i know because i just like have so much music knowledge now that's and, great and my stepdad also plays drums so nice um and he was in a doo-wop group and oh, really? i know all of those that those songs because he, yeah. he put me in a quartet it was sequence, kind of sequence and all, temptation moves, all that. It oh, was, wow. There's photos on Facebook. I think I was like 17 or 18, and we all did. It was, it was, it was, 
Was it like it a, was a show? Was it everyone singing like that? Yeah, everyone was singing. There was a track, but we all sang and we all had matching sequin jackets. Oh, and we wow. did original Temptation dance moves and and it was it was it was fun. I mean, we came out with a bang. We came out with Unforgettable, and I was singing Natalie's part, and then. My partner at the time, Greg, who sang, he was uh, he sang Nat King Cole's part, and we came out and senior centers loved it. You know, yeah, they ate that shit oh, up. No doubt. <laughs> they, no doubt. So that that was huge. That like honed in on a lot of my music knowledge as well. That whole doo-wop era, so I know all that. And interesting. So I mean, so prior to that, um, have you got any music education? Did you ever do it at school or anything like that? Um, I was in choir right. when from like fifth grade to eighth grade. Right. And then I took guitar lessons for a few months. But yeah. I mean I was I'm more of a vocalist than a guitar player. That's sure. why I'll, I'll have my guitarist Ryan accompany me a lot of the time. Cause gotcha. Where did you take guitar lessons? Up in Massachusetts. Born uh, and raised in Mass. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. How long have you been down here? Since I was 18. Right. So I graduated high school. My mom moved down here. She said, you can stay up north with your dad or move down here. And I was like, I'm sick of the snow, so let's move and try Florida. And the music scene down here is obviously way better. It was this small town called Munson, Massachusetts. Right. Like when I say small, like my graduating class was 74 people. Right. And we had like this tiny little music group that would get together in the physics room after class and or after school and just like play music all together but other than like little open mics and stuff like that there's really nothing going on there so. yeah yeah i'll tell you there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that think that florida in general and south florida the music scene is just kind of eh, but it's ridiculously huge there's so many venues there's yeah. so many venues there's so many opportunities there's so many musicians and talented musicians not just yeah you know, not just bar musicians, you know? Yeah. No, exactly. I, you know, I think it's a, well, it would be a well-kept secret if we weren't all talking about it every week on this podcast. I know. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't have a successful podcast if there wasn't. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, We all we have to do is, you know, just pick from one of the bazillion musicians mm-hmm. around here. We, had, we get so many submissions all the time that yeah. it's, it's hard to, like, it's not that it's hard to find people to put on the show. It's hard to decide who we're going to put on the show because, like, right now I can pull up my phone and I probably have at least two dozen submission forms. Oh, wow. And, and you know, out of those, probably 15 or 18, 18 of them are just really good quality musicians or bands or original acts or whatever. And it's just, yeah. it's hard to pick. Well, I think that, the reason is well. One of the reasons is, a it's good weather and there's and and all the bars want music, mm-hmm. but also you can't deny the fact that um, the fact that it's a a place that older people go who have a bit of money means yeah. that uh, and they want live music. Yeah, means that you know it, it creates this scene kind of yeah. thing. You know, yeah, for sure. And so that doesn't necessarily mean we have the coolest scene on, on in the world. Yes, we do. But, um, <laughs> but we, but we have, but but you know, if, if you know how to work it, you can, you can, you can pretty much do whatever you want. And and uh, you know, Kilbillies goes with that s- sort of approach of, um, yeah, we'll play covers, but we'll put in as many of our own songs as we can into yeah. the set, you know, and, and and slowly people start to, it means you can live as a musician, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. And it also, um, you know, slowly but surely people start knowing your songs and you can get your band out there without, without having to just play the odd, 
completely original gig every now and yeah, again. Yeah, that's kind of what my band's transforming into because we did we we had a guitarist change like in the middle of like prime time mm-hmm. gigging season also, which really hurt us. But we have a great guitarist now, and so we got all that back together and had our set list of like 40, 45 songs and all covers, and then we would worked in the originals and you kind of mix them in to flow. Like a song that a, a popular song that kind of matches the style of your yep. original and f- mix it in there. So, because yeah. I mean, you got to play to the crowd always. But then yeah. again, it's you want to showcase your stuff too. So we do that. We do kind of medleys of um, you know we'll have like a. I mean, the thing is, most of our songs are a little bit unusual. So we're, you know, we're not playing a lot of classic rock. We do do some just to kind of keep people on side, but. Um, we have this one medley that where all the songs are in A starts off with this uh, like mountain tune called Redhead Boy, which is a uh, like a fiddle tune, and it goes into um, a song called Razor Ruckus, which is like a old time tune. But mm-hmm. it, people don't know that they know it until they hear it, and then they yeah. go, "Oh, it's that." And then and then it goes into one of ours at the end, and they just all th- flow cool. together. Yeah, we do stuff like that. Yeah, we used to have one. Uh, called the whiskey set which was uh all the songs we knew about whiskey jam together <laughs> oh <laughs> that's a good idea we don't do that one anymore but we now we now we spread them out across the thing any song about drinking in florida is like like I people know. love it it's gold, it's gold. It's <laughs> it gold. validates their existence in that bar so much <laughs> yeah totally i've recently started playing carver bars solo a lot and it's such a different vibe because i'm so honed in on playing to drunk people yeah. It's like, how do you play to people who aren't drunk? I know. And yeah. I mean, like people, two things. They'll tip really well when they're drunk. Like this yeah. one time I'm, I was done with my set and this guy, he stumbled in. This was at the Brewhouse Gallery. Yeah. He came there really drunk. And I was packing up my my guitar and he's like, oh, no, I missed the show. I'm like, I'm sorry. They're closing down. He's like. I'll tip you if you do one song. So I sang one song and he just reaches in and gave me this wad of cash. And I felt kind of bad because I'm like, oh, I'm taking advantage of this drunk guy. But he he's like, no, come on, take it. And I took it. It was $80. I'm yeah, like, damn, yeah. for one song? Crap, okay, that's awesome. fine. I felt so bad. But then I was like, he's just probably won't remember it anyways. But At Double Roads once, someone tipped me with a $100 bill. Couldn't yeah. Believe it. yeah, it happens every now and again. Yeah, you yeah. get that one person. And there was this great guy up at Conky Joe's. I mean, granted, he was wasted, but um, he tipped us and he bought a T-shirt and then he bought another T-shirt. You know, <laughs> it was really, I think, just because uh, he wanted some interaction. Yeah. You know? this, was, this is the guy that the other night? or yeah, The guy at Conky Joe's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was he like singing along. Yeah, the second T-shirt he bought wasn't even for him. It was for a little girl at the next table and he didn't even know Aww. them. He's like, yeah. she she needs to smile, and I need to buy her a T-shirt. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. That's like $300 for this T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at school, you, you did choir. You had some guitar lessons. Then you moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hit the ground running musically when you got to Florida? How did that go? No. Because well, when I came to Florida, my mom was here with my stepdad. So that's when I jumped into the the doo-wop oh that was stuff here. Gotcha. yeah that was here that's like there are a lot of old folks homes sure, here yeah. too so i mean yeah i guess i should have yeah <laughs> so i i did that and that that took up a good um like i guess year because i had to learn all the dance moves and stuff like that like people look at me now and they're like you were like doing this like it was 
I can't believe I did it, really. I can't because You're I like, looked yes, so I was. lanky. Don't like, judge. There's, there's videos <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus, Andy. I'm like, oh, my God. But How long ago was that? How long have you been here? Um, I'm 25 now, so right. seven years. Okay, cool. I've been here for 12 now, I oh, think. Okay. I think I moved here in 2010. Yeah. I've so been here for like, like 200. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, yeah, that was the that was the first musical like kind of thing, and then I formed a a little rock band, and you know how you'll form them; they don't really vibe well, y'all, or you'll fall apart and stuff well, like it's that. It's really about the people that's in the band. Yeah, it? they all have to care. Yeah. Everyone has to give a shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if I feel like that's not happening, it really. I'd rather I I can do a gig on my own. Yeah. I I prefer to be with loving musicians though. Like I yeah. want everyone to be like into it and like get feel feel the music all together and be happy and learn your parts and stuff like that and i mean i can cope with people who are a little bit um passive but when someone's literally pulling in the opposite direction you know Mm -hmm. that's when it gets really difficult yeah well there has to be chemistry between the the members of the band too i mean it's not just at the end of the day you know you can get an okay musician but a great person and mm-hmm. you get along with them. They have a good personality or you can get a great musician who has shitty personality and you don't get along with them. And it's, you're always butting heads. Yeah. I, you know, it's, yeah. And you can tell, you know, the crowd can tell. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. So after, after the doo-wop thing and failed bands and stuff like that, I, I really, um, I did a lot of solo gigs. My first gig, speaking of the brew house was the brew house. You know, yeah. Wayne Felber. Yeah. He was like, he oh, got man, me started. I know. I I loved him. There's a song actually I wrote called My Friend that I dedicated to him. Oh, it's on my Spotify. And Sharon, if you're listening to this, hi. Hi, Sharon. Yeah, I yeah. love you. <laughs> <laughs> and she um she knows about that song. She was the first person I, I'd sent the song to. And any like proceeds or anything like that goes right to her, the team oh, Felber. Excellent. Uh, yeah. uh non profit. Yeah. So so Wayne, I walked into the brew house for an open mic, and I it was my first open mic down here. I had no clue really where to go, but the reviews said that the brew house was had a pretty good open mic. So I walked in, and he came up to me, and he's like, you're here for the uh, open mic? And I said, yeah. And he goes, I could tell. I'm like, how? He's like, well, you're holding a guitar, <laughs> and I'm just gullible, so I'll fall for anything. And he just pulled little jokes like that all night. And I was like, this guy, he keeps picking on me and blah, blah, blah. But he really is like, he was the sweetest guy ever. And yeah, yeah. absolutely. And he, um, he just let me um, do like a, a few songs every night. Maybe he would let me do more than the other people and just to get me used to the stage and get get out there. And he finally Excellent. got me booked there. And then it just kind of bloomed from there. So he really helped me my get friend, started. My friend Krista is... Uh that's she does the open mics and things there and the one with Gary Frost sometimes and, mm-hmm. and another one and um you know she's building up chops playing there it's it's really great for that you know yeah it's one of those places uh, you, Swampgrass does it but if you want more of an intimate setting that place is perfect yeah. for it yeah. and a lot of people ask like how do you like they're like I sing and I play a little guitar how do I get started I'm like just go to open mics like yeah. you'll make so many friends you'll meet people that want to book you like just and it's like that's how I did it up in Mass too. I mean, I, I got I had some gigs up there, but I mean, it's mainly open mics. It's did you meet Dominic Delaney there? Because I used to go to at the mics. brew house. I don't. Where did I meet Dominic? Probably at the brew house. Yeah, because we've known each other like for the long like we've known about each other for a long time, but we like 
recently within the past like two two and a half years have gotten really close so. oh nice so okay. um yeah he's cool i actually saw him a couple of days ago because i drove to his house to drop mm-hmm. a t-shirt he off. told me to say hi for you oh cool by the way. Well, hi dom how's it going <laughs> yeah yeah oh he's a, he's a good kid mm-hmm. and he got a hundred thousand streams on spotify I know. nice yeah yeah that was cool yeah so, saw, his, saw his pictures in the uh in the bu- bubbly bathtub <laughs> with the bubbly. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. excellent. It was awesome. <laughs> I should have worn my Dominic Delaney shirt today. Yeah. I know, right? So um, you have an EP out. It's called uh, Thawing Out mm-hmm. and uh, or Thawing Out or however you thawing crazy people out. say it. Thawing Out. <laughs> thawing. Um, where did you record it? Um, so I recorded that in my friend Glenn Rockenstein's little studio in his house, and oh, nice. he has a like a wicked ear for music. He's he has really really great suggestions, and um, I had all the songs written. I had all the songs uh, musically written also, and yeah. I just kind of went in there and <clears throat> laid down the bones and. Um, threw out ideas from there and so we recorded them in his little studio did he, uh, did he contribute as far as like any like production or anything like that or um, help guide like, it a little bit yeah, yeah yeah nice some words words i'm probably i don't know how to say but yeah all that <laughs> and that's with um it, i i've heard a bunch of tracks of of you with with full band mm-hmm. um, is, on the touring out EP is is those the ones that I've heard or is is that more those are like studio musicians that were oh, really? with the uh, the label yeah oh gotcha yeah okay interstate all right yeah yes. got it. yeah yeah okay they provided all those studio musicians right okay that's interesting I'm assuming because it was it was weird during it all happened during COVID so I mean I kind of sent what I had and then it was like created and then sent back to me and was like, do you have any revisions? Yes. Send it back. And it was very, it, we had a lot of time to do it because yeah. of COVID, but it was like, it was a very, I've never actually truly recorded a normal way. That was like the way it was done. So. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of musicians that have been on the show, um, Sierra Lane and, and just, I mean, just off the top of my head, but th- there's been a lot of them that, that recorded during COVID mm-hmm. like that, that, yeah. you, that you, with their label, they would send stuff over, they would send stuff back, they would send revisions they'd mm-hmm. get, re, you know, production stuff would happen to it it'd get come back. And yeah. yeah, that happens. That happens a lot these days. And I, I do little bits and bobs of recording like that sometimes, you know, if I'm lucky enough to get a session gig or if I'm doing some stuff with um, my friends, you know, just bouncing it to and fro. Mm-hmm. It's such a nice way to, I was talking about it last week with, um, I think with, we, we talked about it with Stevie Stubborn and we, we talked about it with, um, with Chicken Danger. Just Because yeah. yeah. uh, the guests we had on last week, they live thousands of miles apart. And um, the way they make their tunes is like that, you know, just ping it back and forth. I mean, yeah. it works. It, yeah. it, do- it does work because I love all the songs. So, um, uh, yeah, that's well, that's pretty... definitely something that came out of COVID for sure. Like, yeah, you know, everything you shuts still... down. Everybody started doing that because mm-hmm. they had no other choice. And now it's kind of stuck that way. And, yeah. you know, These mics, it's... SM7Bs, I reckon they must have sold millions of them. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, everyone wanted yeah. to have We a bought podcast. some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, your, your band's called Styron, right? Yeah. And um, so it, is that local people from around here? Um, the bassist, Jack, he's from Vero. So he's okay. he's the furthest. Um, my drummer, Brian, is in Stewart. And my guitarist, Ryan, is in Jupiter. So we're all kind of just lined up. Gotcha. So. Yeah, yeah. Heading north like that. Mm-hmm. How, how often do you guys play? 
We play a few times a month. We actually have a show this Saturday at oh, Manatee cool. Bar and Grill in Fort Pierce. Yeah, nice. So it'll be nice and hot and humid. Do you do a lot of gigs in the on the Treasure Coast, kind of a bit further up? Because we do. Yeah, they well, since our our bassist is in Vero, it's like I mean, I could get us in West Palm, but that is such a long drive for him. I mean, yeah. I'm it, it's a long drive from here to Fort Pierce, but yeah. I mean, can you imagine Vero to? Oh yeah, like, we go we go to Vera. Sometimes we play Kilted Mermaid, and I love that place. Right? I went to a cool? drag show there. Oh yeah, sounds about right. It's such a rad place. Mm-hmm. It is an awesome place. Yeah. yeah, and we play Walking Tree Brewery sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like this giant like beer. We hall. go to Melbourne sometimes though to go play uh, uh, yeah. Mega Mallys. Yeah. yeah, you know Mega Mallys in Melbourne. Mm-mm. That might be a gig. You know, if you're looking, I don't know if you're looking for gigs, but it's a pretty yeah, cool we're, spot. Yeah, we're always looking for places. I mean, the more north, like I don't mind traveling. So I mean, the more north, I'm sure the happier the guys will be. <laughs> <laughs> so with you, with you and your band, like I know you were talking about how they were studio musicians for your album um, with the label and stuff. So. Um, is that because you didn't have musicians in place at the time, or is it just the label kind of signs you and they, not so much the band? Yeah, it was. I was. It's just me. Gotcha. So okay. They're they're the like we're the band, but I mean, I could have had them come in yeah. and record parts and just tell them this is how it is. I don't want to make any changes, but I was very new at that time. Sure, this was sure. two years ago, and I okay. had I just didn't really know I had that power. Yeah, so, gotcha. But I mean, they still came out good. So yeah. now, when you're writing, are you, do you do you tend to still write like on your own and then bring the band in on it, or do you do you guys more collaborate now as a band? We've never collaborated on a new song yet because they they just got down my my songs. Gotcha. Yeah. And um, it's kind of hard. It was hard for them to not hard for them, but I mean, some of the track like the real track on Spotify and stuff is you can't really recreate all of like the bass notes cuz they're like dub like dub sure, yeah sure. so um but they to they did the best with what they had and they turned out great so i mean when we when i have more material which i do but when i'm like more confident in it i'll bring it to them and i think that'll really hone in on um the next recording session i have with bringing them in and having them do their own parts and having it more of a cohesive project. Yeah. Gotcha. You cover quite a lot of ground stylistically. Um, is there any, uh, who were your influences, would you say? Um, growing up, I, well, I have a lot of influences, but to in music in general, but vocally I look up to Brandy Carlisle, Melissa Etheridge, Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. I really love like those harsh yet soft female singers yeah but i mean like i've loved the red hot chili peppers like they are my and i love the the d minor the saddest of all keys that's my favorite chord everyone's like why do you have a d minor i'm like it just sounds like you just murdered someone i love it (laughs) have you ever seen spinal tap the movie no oh man you gotta watch it it's really good well there's a scene in it right where he's like this this one's um in d minor (laughs) The saddest of all keys, <laughs> like that. and I thought that it was a. I thought it was a Spinal Tap reference. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, Everyone yeah. asks me if it's Foursquare, and I'm like, there are three dots. Yeah, yeah. First of all, well, I'm a music teacher, so I know yeah. straight away. <laughs> and I just got to a point where I'm like, yes, it's Foursquare. I just oh, okay. love Foursquare. I got it fucking <laughs> tattooed on me. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, do me a favor. Obviously, you don't have to if you don't want, but but um, watch Spinal Tap, e- even if it's just for that scene, that, okay. and then you'll have an, you'll have another layer of appreciation for your <laughs> okay. tattoo. 
it's, it's, the, it's the worst movie you'll ever love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty good way to describe it, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's one of um, it's one of those movies that's like improvised. They do a lot of improvising in it. They're oh, kind of I like love that. this is you know this is the idea, and then they just kind of go for it, kind of thing. Yes, I love that. That kind of so vibe. yeah, like Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, Fleetwood Mac. I mean, every girl has to love Fleetwood Mac. I mean, every person actually. Yeah, right, right. I love them. Um, but. Red, I feel like everyone has that one like artist or band that like quote unquote saved their life when they were like that angsty teenager, and that was definitely the the Peppers for me. Yeah, and I mean it's weird as I get older too. I their songs meanings change. So some people are like, "How do you love the Red Hot Chili Peppers so much? Like, how does Suck My Kiss speak to you?" And it's like it's not the all the songs you hear of that that they that they have or on the radio their mainstream hits. I mean that's. That's them, but you have to dive into them. You really suck my kiss is my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers song. <laughs> Wait, I love for that real? song. Yeah, it is a great song, but everyone's like, "Give it away" and all that. Like they're like, "How does that like speak to your soul?" I'm like, "You have to listen to their whole album to yeah, really." Yeah. You just gotta look at them like dead serious and say, "How does it not speak to your soul?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go see them in August, actually. Next oh, month. sweet! Oh, yeah, nice. oh, that's gonna rule. Yeah. No, the reason why "Suck My Kiss" is my favorite song is because uh, it's the first. The first, well, the second concert I ever played in front of people when I was a little kid at school, um, we did that in, in oh, an assembly fun. at like eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> oh my god! Wake up, everyone! Yeah, little yeah. Ben playing <laughs> the Chili Peppers. Yeah. Did what were you? You were singing or playing? I was singing guitar? and playing bass. How old were you? Um, must have been about fifteen. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say like seven or eight. No, I'm like, no. you're up there singing, hit me, you uh, can't right, hit me. Right, right. Uh, no, I was, ben I was, was four. <laughs> <laughs> he was I born was... with a guitar in his hand. <laughs> I didn't start playing the guitar until I was about 12, I think. Yeah, and I, I, I eventually persuaded my parents to let me get one, you know. It took a while. But uh, yeah, how old were you when you started playing the guitar? Um, I think I was around 14. And my dad, um, he had a guitar. And it was a real nice guitar. I can't remember the exact story, but I think it's along the lines. And I'm sure my dad will correct me once he watches this that <laughs> I was wrong. But um, I think there it was a guy in like the 80s or like early 90s, and he would gig around with this this guitar. And my dad saw him and really liked it, and somehow ended up with a guitar. He okay. didn't steal it, but he got it somehow. I don't remember. I like that she had to clarify off, off the back of a bus. Yeah. <laughs> so and it was a beautiful o- ovation. Um, and I guess when my brother was little, my dad, he was playing it and then he set it on the table flat and he looked over and my brother has this big glass of water and he's just pouring it, pouring it in the sound hole. And it was oh acoustic electric. So it just and, – wow. and, and so my dad walked over. He's like, where'd the water go? And my brother's like – and he picked up the guitar and he goes, oh, no. And he's sloshing it back and Why forth. Why? I don't know. He's He was little. <laughs> Fair enough. I wasn't even born yet. But um, so – that guitar, my dad played it every now and then, just the basic blues, dun 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 dun, dun sure. riff. And um, 14 rolled around, and I had made some musical friends at school, and I really wanted to do more than just sing. So I was like, can I learn that o- on that ovation? And he's like, just don't don't break it. I'm like, it's already broken. I mean, yeah. I can't do much more to it. And but I learned. Aren't the backs of ovations made out of plastic anyway? It, yeah, it slips. It was so hard to learn on. I'm actually yeah. grateful that I learned on it because the action was terrible. And it, I had to 
contort my knee and my body because it slipped so bad. They're weird guitars because they can be quite nice, actually. It was, it's a beautiful guitar and it sounds yeah. great. It's just fucking hard to play. It's yeah. so hard yeah, to play. Yeah, the action on the... I, I have a girl who I teach who has an ovation and it's, it does sound good and it's really high quality and everything. But yeah, the action's high and, and I've helped to tr- try to lower it and stuff. But even at its lowest, it's still kind of high. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. And um, it didn't plug in either. So every time I had to mic it every time. And I don't know. It yeah. just I still have it. It's hanging on my wall. But yeah, don't play it too much. Sorry, Dad. What are you <laughs> what kind of guitar are you playing these days? It's a Mitchell. Yeah. I don't know if you. it's not very common. So gotcha. I got it. It was like a graduation gift because I had played the ovation. Never had one that fully plugged in. Yeah. And for um, my graduation present, my mom's like, let's go get a whole new guitar and like an amp and stuff like that. So I walked in and I saw the guitar and I said, that is so ugly. I'm never playing. I'm, I don't even want to look at that guitar. I thought it was the ugliest thing ever. I played like six other ones. And my friend at faith that was with me, she's like, just try the guitar. Cause she loved it. She's like, Oh my God, I can see you playing it. I'm right, like, right. it's so ugly. And then I played it and I fucking loved it. And there then it go. matched my hair too. Cause it's like blonde. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I guess I'll get it. And I like, <laughs> love it now. It's like my, you know, it's like your kid. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you said earlier that you had taken a few lessons and stuff, but did you did you ultimately just self teach yourself? I taught myself like the four basic chords and then some. The, so you knew like three hundred songs at that point. I mean, you know, it's four. Yeah, four, four I was, chords play, are like I was everything. gigging before I had <laughs> lessons. He was teaching me how to read music, okay. and I could do it. And then I came in. I had a Red Hot Chili Peppers like. Uh, what, what do you call it? Because you're a te- you're the music teacher. It's like tablet like your book. Tab book. Tabs, yeah. yeah, and it was just all Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. And right he's on. like, "You want to learn these?" I'm like, "Yes." And he's like, "John Frusciante, you want to learn John Frusciante?" I'm like, "Yes." And I couldn't get it. I was like, "I don't." I, I'm more of a strummer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure I could get it. And I mean, I did get some of them. Like, I got under the bridge, and I yeah. got all those. But then ultimately, I was. He's a very unusual. It's weird because he has this very simple style, but it's also hard to play. He like m- mutates his fingers like all <laughs> sorts of. Way. Him and I have the same birthday too. Really, I love him. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I love him too. He's cool, and he's back in the band. I know. That's why yeah. I'm going to see him. Yeah, that I. It's like a once in a lifetime because he quit right when I got into them. Right. So. Yeah. So I was. 13 when i got into them and it was right around the time when um blood sugar sex magic came out and then obviously i went back you know but that was i'm i'm old so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're they're like unstoppable they're they still bounce around the stage like they did back uh, in the day i mean I i've only seen videos of them from back in the day but i saw them i think four or five years ago um when josh was in the band instead of john yeah. And, I mean, Anthony Kiedis, I'm like, where the hell did he go? And he's, like, climbing a rafter. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He's, yeah. like, what is he, like, 55, 60, pushing 60? We used to have, a, a like, a VHS cassette that was them playing some gig at a festival. I don't know which festival it was. I can't remember. It was years Lollapalooza, ago. Lollapalooza, maybe? I'm not sure. But it was um, – it was uh, – they have a trumpet player called Tree, right? As they did back in the day, you know, in the early years, like What Hits and all that kind of early albums. And – um. And my friend at the time, Bob, and I 
the only way you could get into the TV room at my boarding school was by climbing out of the window. And we were like third story up. So if we felt like we would have died. Climbing out of the window. <laughs> it's very dramatic. And then, right. just, <laughs> and then just edging along the molding of the outside Jesus. of the building. And then um, jimmying open the TV room window and climbing into that window. <laughs> and, so, and, and we used to we used to watch that Red Hot Chili Peppers video like every other night because we loved them so oh, much. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So you, you're, you're a big fan of them then. I was and still am. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I listen to them like a now but it's just because uh, well you should they're like they're like burned into my brain almost you know yeah I, I, when i was a teenager i listened to them so much that i almost don't have to at this Dude, point it's like some mission yeah. impossible kind of crap I start calling you tom cruise <laughs> seriously yeah my boarding school was i scaled the side of a building so i could watch a vhs tape yeah oh, who yeah. the fuck does that Ben? <laughs> i know well it wasn't my idea i got roped into it <laughs> okay okay blame someone else <laughs> so um do you practice at home? Do you practice playing your yeah. songs and do you practice guitar? I'll just play songs. Like, right. I mean, if I'm writing a song, um, I usually write out the lyrics first and then I'll put the music to it. Um, I more prioritize like vocals over guitar gotcha. more. Um, you have a beautiful voice with a very natural vibrato. Um, it's, you know, it just seems to cut. Did, did you have to learn how to sing with vibrato like that or did it just kind of come out? I just started. I I guess it just came out. I it's, don't want to sound like out. not. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I mean, it just kind of happened. Yeah, because I have singing lessons, and I I have a little, little bit of vibrato on some notes. But my singing teacher, you know, said to me, "It some people it just they sing like that, mm-hmm. and some people don't." You know. I remember as a kid, it wasn't. I would want to sing like really big songs, and it like I would, I couldn't. I didn't have a vibrato and I was like force upset it. about it. Oh my God, I'd force it. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but I, mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like hit my chest like this. Right, but yeah. I'd be home alone. Like no one would like, but I'm like, maybe I can fool people. No, you cannot fool people with vibrato. And then as soon as like you go through puberty and stuff and your body catches up with your voice and stuff, it started working finally. Yeah. Thank God. That's awesome. No, it sounds lovely. Um, so, <laughs> Would you? How do you find the experience of being a woman in the music industry? Has it? Has it noticed? Have you noticed anything where there have been advantages or disadvantages? Well, I've noticed down here the women that I have come across in the music industry are so fucking good. Like, right, right, there's right. a lot of. I feel like there's a lot more men in. In this in, in, down here, I don't. I can't speak for any other states, sure. really. But I mean, um, not that I'm saying music is male dominated, but um, I'd say the gigging world, gigging is. world, kind of is. There's a lot of full. Like I, I'm, I front the, my band, but I have three men in the band. Yeah. I, it would be a dream to have a full female band. That'd be and badass. That would be so fun. Yeah. Um, I and I, I did try to put that together, but it was hard to find. A friend of mine, Morgana. I'm sorry to interrupt. That, you. No, you're a fine. A friend of mine, Morgana, has a, a death metal band called Emasculator, and it's all women. <laughs> it's all That's women. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so carry on. Sorry. No, you're good. Yeah. So I, I, I'm the ones I have come across though. Like, they're I've learned from them. They're like kick-ass singers, and they're kick-ass front women, and yeah. they they demand like your attention on stage. So before I even really got into this, my band I, when i was gigging a lot solo i watched a lot of these these women in these bands and um learned from them and took a lot of mental notes because you're not going to 
uh, command the the attention of the room if you're not really giving it your all. Whereas, like, I mean, I guess it's just easy. It's first of all, there's a lot of songs that are rock songs that are male dominant. Like, you either either have to change keys or stick to singing like Pat Benatar. Not everyone can fucking sing Pat Benatar. Not everyone can sing. So, I mean. It's already kind of hard picking songs as yeah. a female rocker, you yeah, know? Sure. So, but the ones that I have come across down here are insanely good. Sure. And they're, but I only really see them. I don't see like new ones kind of popping up. So yeah. I hope yeah. to soon, though. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. How about, do you know Abby Owens? I've heard of her, yeah. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. I think her and I played a show at the Brew House a couple of years ago. Like, maybe three or four years ago yeah 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 her gu- acoustic guitar style is just she, i can't yeah. even figure it out i don't even like i've watched and she gets her, real into it too yeah i've been i've like w- sat and watched her trying to figure out what she's doing and i'm just like no it's like very very, very <laughs> percussive when yeah. she plays yeah exactly yeah it's almost like a full band playing yeah. it's, it's so sick um so I, I hear you're getting engaged i am engaged I, you are engaged yes. i should say that's a beautiful ring. Thank um, you. Yeah, so um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So her name is Kelly. Well, congratulations. That's my wife's name. Wow, we have great ideas on right. what our women should be named. That's right. But we didn't name them. But, but <laughs> okay, right. never mind. But we picked them. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, so that's also what this tattoo is. It's a bowl of ramen. Oh, she's secretly oh, cool. marrying my wife, it's, and I don't know about this. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now is the time to say it. Oops. Um, this is a tattoo. It's a bowl of ramen with our date on it. And I love it's, it. So here's the story. We both play pool competitively, and we won a trip to Vegas to go compete together, like on our little team. And I had bought the ring. I already had planned like to do this and I was like Vegas we'll be there it's perfect and we get there and we have one night free like every other night there's something going on whether it's pool or so I'm like I have to do it tonight so I'm like let's go down to the strip and we don't have a car down there so uh, we tried to Uber to the strip I don't really know where the strip is so we just hop out and then we are like in the ghetto of Vegas and that is the last place I need to be and she's making a joke she's like oh I hope we don't get mugged and I'm like fuck me either because I have this expensive ass ring in my and I'm thinking this I'm like (laughs) don't say that so we get to what I think is a strip and I'm like go walk out a little bit I'll take your picture and I was gonna be like all corny and all that bullshit and she's like I don't want to take a picture it's too windy I'm like okay let's keep walking Keep walking. I'm like, all right, here's a good here's a good place for a picture. Like, go, let me take your picture. I don't want to take a damn picture. Oh, my fucking God. So we keep walking, and we get to, like, this. I'm, like, certain. I'm like, no, this has to be the strip, babe. Like, this is it. Like, we have to do something. She's like, it's fucking windy. I don't want to do this. I'm like, let's go eat something then. She's like, I'm not hungry. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like. And I look over, I'm like, let's just go into this ramen noodle place. It was hot as balls in there, first of all. So we're sweating eating ramen. And she's sitting there. She's like, why do you have an attitude? Why are you so stressed? You need to chill out. And I'm like, because. And I, like, took it out. I'm like, I've been trying to do this all day. And you keep not, like, saying no to everything that I suggest. And she thought I was kidding. She goes, oh. And I'm like, Wait, what? And she goes, oh, you're serious. And I'm like, yes, I'm stressed the fuck out right now. And she goes, 
oh. And then she was like, oh, my God, I ruined it. And I was so embarrassed. But honestly, like, if you know us, it wouldn't have happened any other way. Yeah. So. Sounds like a day with uh, the wife and I, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate. (laughs) So we got back here. And then, to be fair, she got me that. So we both have rings. Yeah, brilliant. Because <laughs> we're fair. That's so, so awesome. Well, congratulations. That's hilarious. When we, got, when we got engaged, I, I, I set up a whole dinner and everything. We were going to go out and oh, this, no. you know, the crazy, you know, awesome dinner and stuff. And I knew her parents, or, you know, her dad anyway, was really old-fashioned. And so I made it a point to, while she was getting ready, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go run an errand real quick. And I went over to her parents' house, and I sat down with her dad, and I was going to ask him and be, you know, do all proper and ask him for, for his daughter's hand and everything. And... While I was there, I was really nervous. I was really skirting the issue. <laughs> and the phone rings, and it was her calling her mom just to, like, shoot the shit while I wasn't at the house or whatever. Oh, God. And I can hear her mom in the kitchen going, guess who's here? <laughs> and guess what he's doing right now? Oh, so then no. I got all pissed off. And when I got home, she was all giddy because she knew I was going to ask her. And I was so pissed off that I literally took the ring box and I tossed it up onto the <laughs> onto the uh, uh, bathroom counter while she was doing her makeup. And I'm like... Well, you already know, so yeah, yes or no, and like, and so that was my engagement. Yeah, <laughs> my one was um, we were in Heathrow Airport on the way to uh, Sweden, and Christy and I were already a His better is story. It's already a better <laughs> story, man. Come we were, on, we were both about I don't know eight drinks deep, and um, we were just kind of talking about I don't know how much we'd love each other and being all cooey cooey, and then I just said. Uh, I think we both kind of said at the same time, oh, should, we, should we get married? And then we both just kind of went, yeah, okay. And then, and, and then, the, and then we went, ah, and then we all both cried and then we hugged. And then the next day, um, I think I, I don't think I got her a ring actually until I came to Florida with her a couple of, um, like a month later or something like that. And we went to, um, one of the alligator places out in, um, and uh, out in, you know, in the Everglades. And I, I, I was completely, I was like a punk rocker at the time, completely broke. I stole her a ring from the alligator plate. <laughs> See, this is and, an awesome story. Yeah. <laughs> and I gave her that. Thank God I didn't go last. <laughs> so that was my engagement. It was a weird one. But, um, <laughs> but congratulations. That's wonderful. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you set a date yet? We set a date and then we changed it literally two days ago. Okay. So it, it was going to be in 2024, but now we're thinking 2023. Gotcha. So you move it up a little. Yeah, like September maybe. Cool. Nice. That's very yeah. exciting. But at like night, because I'll burn. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I don't want to burn on no, my I wedding. I hear that. <laughs> a night wedding would be super bad. I think that's it's like sick. the most For rock punk rock, rock thing. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I'll stick out like a sore thumb. I'm pale as shit. So I mean, it works <laughs> out. Her mom said said it though. She's like, you can't do a daytime wedding, Andy. Her porcelain skin, it's going to get burned. I'm like, yeah. She's right. Yeah, no, an outdoor night wedding would be beautiful. Yeah, with, like, a bunch of, like, the correct lighting and, yeah. like, because we don't want to wear white dresses either. We want to wear, like, black dresses or, like, lacy. Oh, yeah. Like, cool. Like, we're, we want it to be, like, us, not, like, I'm not doing that traditional shit. I'm not doing that. Well, it's my plan to get to know you much better between now and then. So <laughs> right, get invited, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so one of the things that we have to navigate as musicians is uh, playing in bars and booze and drugs and all that kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um how do you how do you find that you navigate that and like do, do has it ever been an issue with you know the you or the band or you know is it how do you deal with that stuff 
it with the band they're they're great they yeah, don't cool. have any like issues with that they always play perfectly i'm actually three months sober right now thanks Me too, yeah. oh I've, cool i've like, like two years in and I've, yeah, yeah it's, respect yeah it's i mean i'm 25 and a lot of people think this is like the prime time party age but i did a shit ton of partying from age 20 up until three months ago yeah you got it in You've i got it. a lot in yeah. <laughs> like You've a done lot. your time I guess. yeah and i i really i mean nothing good ever came out of it came out of it i mean i would have i was like full of courage that liquid courage and stuff yeah. like that singing i mean it does make you feel on top of the world when you're singing but you i definitely mean, think you're awesome and then the next day you wake up and you go oh this is yeah. Terrible. Yeah, yeah and i mean i was talking actually with dominic as to why the music industry is like wrapped around this like alcohol and drug culture yeah and i mean it's it comes down to you're constantly in bars they pay you in bar tickets and shit like that it's like I don't want to drink I want to be paid for like the work I'm doing like we're literally singing for our fucking supper so maybe pay us and I mean even food would be better yeah Yeah. and then on top of it too like some of the like music idols that we worship all OD'd so and the 27 club and everyone has that connotation like oh if I don't die at 27 I'm not like cool i'm not the best musician ever so right, i mean yeah. you don't and i mean it definitely fueled me for the longest time until i realized it was not fueling me anymore excellent so how how has it been these last three months playing playing have you been it's been all right it's been good i've actually it, weird enough i've had to kind of retrain my voice to sing without no, me too. the alcohol i lost a ton of range but yeah it, but it's actually come <laughs> back now eventually it, it, it is coming back i mean there's a little bit of like uh confidence that i lost also going for these big notes sometimes yeah. um i think it relaxes the vocal cords and so it just yeah i don't know what it is but i lost like i lost like five notes of the scale in my range or something like that at yeah. the top and and it took me I want to say it took me like over a year for it to come back. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it destroys your voice on top of it, though. I mean, yeah. you, we at the time it's helping it, but you're dehydrating. Like you're yeah. doing the total opposite yeah. of what your voice needs. You're probably pushing it more oh than, my God, than yeah. it should be and pushed and drunk, not realizing it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, so like it's kind of it, it kind of put it into perspective um, a few weeks ago, actually, when I was with my band and we were rehearsing. And where do you guys re- rehearse? Uh, my drummer, he just created this uh, awesome little club called the Ace of Clubs. He owns a billiards hall, right? And then right next to it, he created the Ace of Clubs, and he just he built a whole stage. It's it's nice. fucking kick ass. It's so awesome. You oh, can wow. look it up. Um, but um, so we rehearsed there, and um, yeah. we had to cut some songs out and replace them with easier songs. And right. I was like apologizing. And it like kind of brings you down a little bit because you, I, it's like I know I can sing, I know I can sing it, but it's yeah. not coming out right now. It's right. just not, and I have to yeah. just work back, and it'll come back. It will. I, it did, I mean, yeah. if there's any, you know, it makes it feel any better. It did for me. Yeah. You know, it just took a minute, but um, yeah, cool. So, um, has anything weird ever happened to you at a gig? I like asking musicians. Yeah. Again. Oh my gosh. I mean. When you're dealing with drunk people all the time on stage, like anything could really happen. I learned to never give your microphone away and never give them your tambourine because yeah. they can't keep 
time for shit. Right. And they also think they can sing. And I've had a woman walk off with my microphone before. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. I had to go retrieve it and it's feedback everywhere. But, I mean, mainly men, a lot of men will come up. Even at solo gigs where I have no one to, like, kind of tell them to, like, go away. I'm in the middle of a song. I guess one time. In the middle of a song. And he comes up and just starts talking as if I'm able to respond. I And I'm in the middle of holding out notes and, like, I'm staring at him like, hey, dude, I'm singing. Like, I can't talk back. And he's he's asking a question and waiting for a response, asking it louder, waiting for a response, trying to see what I'm doing after the show and stuff like that. It's like, dude, come on. First of all, you're not my type. <laughs> and second of all, like, I just don't get it sometimes. Yeah, no, I hear you. That happens to us all the time. But, you know, I, you just get on, on with it, I guess, don't you? It's we just don't even keep a tambourine on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to be like, I used to be like really nice. Like if somebody came up, you know, ben, I mean, Ben's been doing this. Uh, it's been doing this down here in the South Florida scene a lot longer than I have, even though I've lived here longer. I've just been in like not working bands before for a long time. And, and so I turned you, you into a working girl. Yeah, you, d- you <laughs> did. You did, man. A cheap, cheap one at that. Um, um, and I'm not proud. Um, they, uh, but no, people come up. People come up all the time, and like they try to use the microphone. And like, can I sing a song or whatever? And yeah. I just and I feel bad, and I want to say yes, and I look at Ben. Ben's like, no. And I'm like, Ben, you're <laughs> so. And, that one person, right? And I'm like, Ben, you're so mean. And it's like I've been doing the song enough to know the answer is no. No, <laughs> my drummer. He the other day or the a few weeks ago at one of our gigs, a guy came up. And he asked if he could – he's like, I play drums. He didn't ask. He just – he they mention it a lot of the time. They'll suggest yes. things and you know what they're getting to. And like 10 minutes, literally 10 minutes prior to that, my drummer said, I'll never let anyone play on my drums ever again. I was like, why? And he's like, because I let one guy come up and play one time and he broke my bass drum. Yeah. And he had, had to play the whole gig with it duct taped and everything. Yeah. And then like 10 minutes later, that guy, he's like, I play drums. I know how to play some yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. We're not picking up what you're putting down, dude. You can't. And yeah, yeah. yeah, all the yeah. time, all the time. Here's the thing: I've been that guy. Like I know. When I, you know, like I when have I was been younger. that girl too. Yeah, yeah. Because when you because we got, know we're like when you got a few in you. Yeah. You're like you think that you just get all this like. I get a bit jealous. I get all these th- these feelings. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to be playing, and, and I so I go like, too. "Oh, can I do a sec? Yeah, I have to dude, that's it's so like, opposite. It's so so opposite for me, though. Really? Yeah. See, Kelly like, has to pull me back. So not anymore. Not that I'm not drinking, yeah. but I would like see the stage, and I'm like, I'm gonna get on that stage. She's like, <laughs> No. She's like, It's not your show. Yeah, Sit yeah. the fuck down. <laughs> and I'm like, You're right. You're right. You're right. I tell you what, I bet I bet you won't do it now. Now you're sober. No, no, it's their show. It's their yeah, yeah. equipment. You don't want to fuck with it's that. It's funny. I have a friend of mine um, that we were in and out of a bunch of different bands together, and it was all these different members and stuff back and forth in the band. But it was always like him and I as the core, and um, for years. And then um, now it's like you know, if I have an off night, he and his band is playing, he'll invite me. Hey, you should come out. And like clockwork, like I'll sit there, like you know, I'll be hanging out with his wife and some other friends or whatever, and they're like. They're like, oh, you should get up on stage and play a song for old time's sake. And I'm like, no, I'm good. And like, <laughs> but no, no. Like, and they'll even talk to like the bass player and stuff and be like, oh, he said you can. You, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And they're like, come on, just get up, just sing one and play one real quick. No, I'm I'm good. I like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, I just don't want to. Yeah, like I, I do it. this all the time, yeah. practically for a living. I, yes. came to I watch. don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's that, <sighs> that's the difference between you and I. I am a bully show off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, um, I think it's about time we heard you play some songs. Sound okay, good? cool, yeah. Yeah, let's get do to it. it. I cry to the wrong people and I owe too many favors. I'm not sure if I mean it. When I say I like my neighbors If I feel some type of way I blame it on the weather I could leave on time before your peace of mind I won't be sooner, I'll be later mm-hmm. Some say I have to I need to keep them in line Since when was having any Not okay and such a damn crime I think all bad jokes are funny And if you don't laugh you know I will I trust people way too easy But thank God heartbreak can't kill And I can let my head down But sometimes I can't let shit go And if you ask me how I'm doing I might tell you I don't know And if you call me up at midnight Just cause you feel alone Can't promise you'll feel better But I will pick up the phone I've been bad but I'm good on my own Now listen, I guess I like sad people I think I can fix them up I need to make the same mistake three times Before I realize it's enough I'm shy until you know me But if you know me, I'm too much And if you give me choices My mind will never be made up No, I can let my hair down But sometimes I can't let shit go If you ask me how I'm doing I might tell you And if you call me up at midnight Just cause you feel alone Can't promise you'll feel better But I will pick up the phone I've been bad but I'm good on my own And I'm just glad that you left me Trip up what I say, overthink too much and forget anyways. Feels like I'm always. I can let my hair down, but sometimes I can't let shit go. And if you ask me how I'm doing, chances I don't really know. And if you call me up at midnight because you feel alone, I can't promise you'll feel better, but I will pick up the
Listen to your intuition when it's telling you not to go back down the road that you've been trying to lose. And can't you hear your conscience calling you out by your name, telling you not to fall for words that'll never change? But if you can't trust your brain, and if you can't trust your heart, is it ever really ending, or are you back at the start? I can carry what I have to, but that don't mean that shit ain't get heavy. And if you really want to ask who gave it to me while she's staring right back at me. From the burden to the regret, I've accumulated, I'm holding myself down. change and you have the nerve to ask me why I'm not acting the same well I don't know what's worse feeling hurt or being used fuck the feeling and the motive to believe you I refuse but if you can't trust your brain and if you can't trust your heart is it ever Back at the start, I can carry what I have to, but that don't mean that shit ain't get heavy. And if you really wanna ask who gave it to me while she's staring right back at me, from the burden to the Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar and Grill. It's a biker bar in Tequesta. If you head north on US 1, um, out of Jupiter towards um, Stewart, before you get there, literally two minutes out of Jupiter on your right, you come to a little town called Tequesta, and there is a yellow bar on the side of the road, um, and you'll see the Handlebars sign. It used to be called Judy's. It's a biker bar. It's been there forever. And my father-in-law, Peter, he 
bought the place and has done wonderful things with it. He's cleaned it up. There's great beers on tap. There's great food. And it's a lot of fun. Um, if you're a biker, it's a perfect place to stop off if you're going on a weekend ride. And the the food is excellent. If you uh, go in there, um, you should go and chat to Bernsey. He's a real character. He does the food. And... Uh, yeah, the, we have music there, but at the moment that's on hold because there's some stuff going on with the village of Tequesta. So um, if anyone knows anyone in the in the council of the village of Tequesta, we would love it if you could put in a good word for us or if anyone has any sway so that we can get music back on at Handlebars. But with or without music, it's a great time. You should come and check it out. Um, our other sponsor is Oasis Root Carver Bar, which is in Seagrape Square on Indian Town Road. If you don't know anything about kava, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it is kind of gives you a little bit of a, I guess, like a warm feeling. Um, it's uh, it's not like narcotic. It doesn't get you messed up or anything like that. It's just a nice way to socialize. And the atmosphere inside a kava bar is somewhere between a regular bar and a coffee house. Um, it's pretty chill place to go and hang out um oasis root their their product is very high quality it's excellent and uh jim who owns the place is a big supporter of the podcast so thank you very much jim and our third sponsor is lmc why don't you tell them a little bit about that yeah lmc live music community it's the studio we're in right now it's primarily a, a school for uh for kids for a music school for kids um, it's also a recording studio. Uh, obviously, it's a podcast studio. Um, uh, you can do videos. They have green screen in here. Um, it's it's a full music production facility, uh, and it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. You actually teach here as well, Ben. I so, certainly do. Yeah. Um, and uh, this Sunday, LMC is doing a Give and Let Give event. Uh, ben and I will be here helping host. And this is the third such event they've done. Uh, this is uh, the brainchild of Justin Hucker, the owner of LMC. Basically, if you are an adult musician and you have any uh, gear lying around that you don't need, you don't use, it's collecting dust, um, you just have no need for it, bring it in, donate it. Uh, that's that's your admission. That's your that's your ticket to get in is just donate the, the gear. If you see something you like and you want to swap a piece of gear that you have for something we have um, in, in the donation pile, by all means. But the spirit of the event is basically you come in, you give your gear, uh, you donate your gear, and we, we then um, allow kids to come in and select items of gear that they maybe don't have or they need to um, to fill in the gaps to piece together their their system or their um, you know their their musical gear and stuff fill in the gaps and and it just gets music gear into the hands of kids and yeah. so it's an absolutely amazingly awesome event it's this Sunday from two to four p.m. if you have music gear bring it in if you have kids that would like music gear have them come in absolutely free and uh, and you know there's there's tons of stuff here I, I can't even begin to tell you how much stuff there is if you're if you're uh, not listening if you're actually watching the podcast you can see all those photos there that's all stuff um, past and present that's been given and that we have currently I mean we've given away full PAs we've given away uh, half stacks we've given away amps guitars look at um, Ron DeSerum there the yeah, legendary yeah, yeah 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 Ron and Lancy yeah there's a picture uh, a picture of some of the kids getting the gear there's a picture of me standing next to a PA that somebody donated full drum sets um, right now there's uh, there's there's some uh, some actually some pretty amazing bass cabinets that uh, uh, one of our, our listeners gave to us. Um, it, it just There's just a lot of really, really good stuff here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, and uh, it's a completely... 
there's no ulterior motive to this thing. It's just to get musical instruments and gear into the hands of people who need it and are going to use it. You know, if yeah. if it's lying around and collecting dust, you know, give it to us and we know exactly who to give it to. You know, so, sure, yeah. sure. So that's this this Sunday, uh, two to four, uh, July tenth, and it's here at Live Music. Live Music Community, which is at 9091 North Military Trail, number eight. We are here in Palm Beach Gardens, corner of Military Trail and North Lake. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So, um, Andy, there were two wonderful songs. Could you tell us a little bit about what they are about? Yeah. So the first song um, is called In My Own Way, and it's literally about you being the only one holding yourself back from things in life, like you're standing in your own way pretty much. And it's, I wrote it, I think when I was 20, 20 or 21. And I just realized there's a lot of things about yourself that you can change, but there's also some things that are just traits that you can't change. For sure. Like in, in the song I mentioned, like, uh, it says I can leave on time, but for, for your peace of mind, I won't be sooner. I'll be later because I'm late all the fucking time. Right, right. And I don't know why I just like can't get that internal clock to just like kick on and things like that. Or um, I need to, I need to feel pain three times over in order to realize, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that again. I need to learn yeah. the hard way and yeah. things like that. So I mean, it's I think it's a real relatable song with how. I wrote it kind of with like a, a younger kind of mind frame. So a lot of I think teenage girls can maybe relate to that one a little bit better. Um, I do feel uh, like my music has kind of grown since then. But it really has – it really uh, hones in on um, just go for like – go for what you, you believe that you can go for. But realize like some parts of you are just there all the time sure. and you just got to learn to work with them. Know thyself. Yeah. yeah like yeah, you're yeah. going to – don't get in the way of yourself but know, oh, uh, if I'm uh, – if I really, really love to like fix people and be around like sad people – don't I mean don't make it a habit, but I mean no like oh I I can't fix that person, but I would love to like just, <laughs> yeah. like things like that. Be aware of yourself. Don't yeah. be don't get in yourself's way though. Yeah. You okay, know? yeah, interesting. What was the other song about? Um, the other song is called Heavy, and um, I wrote that one. I think within the same week that I wrote in my own way, oh, and right. it's a little uh, not sadder, but it's a little um, I guess heavier. Uh, and it's about like listening to your intuition. Um, right. Don't believe any. Uh, don't believe everything that people tell you. Yeah. Uh, really, it, like you have to really. At the end of the day, you only have yourself. You're born alone. You die alone. I know that sounds very dark, but I mean, your intuition and your brain and your heart are all giving you these signals and telling you things, and you need to trust yourself at some point in time. Yeah, sure. And really. I mean, you can go through the heartache and stuff, and that's what it's based on. I went through a really terrible heartache, and it was something that um, I didn't listen to my gut instinct on, and I knew something bad was going to happen, and it did. And then you're kind of stuck with just yourself, and you get mad at yourself because you didn't listen to yourself, but you can't beat yourself up about that. But, I mean, that's why in the chorus – it's I can carry what I have to, but it doesn't mean that shit ain't get heavy because, I mean, it yeah. does. And you don't have to carry the weight of the world all the fucking time. And 
if you just look at yourself in the mirror, like that is you got you as long as you got you, you're good. But don't feel like you have to bear all of the burdens like just because you made a mistake. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's um, that's some really interesting songwriting. And um, I like that it's uh, personal and based on, you know, personal experience. You know, that's the kind of thing that that that's the kind of way I write. And, I, you know, that that's the kind of songs I'm into where they come from the heart mm-hmm. and kind of exploring yourself. You yeah, that's cool. I can't really write a song if I'm not in that moment feeling something like sure. I kind of envy like. Like, you know how, like, uh, Led Zeppelin, like, he'll write, like, about warlocks and yeah. shit. Like, I'm like, I just don't write like that. I would love to, but I can't. I have to, like, be, like, crying or, like, fucking so angry in order to write a song, which is fine. But, I mean, that's what Kelly says all the time. She's like, do I got to piss you off so you yeah. can, like, write, a, write a song? I'm like, yeah, please, because it really fuels me. Yeah. I'm just the opposite. I don't ever, and we've had this conversation before, I don't ever write about anything that's happened to me or anything I'm experiencing. Like, literally every song I write is about, like, breakups and jilted love, and I've been married 25 years. <laughs> so I don't even know how the, where the fuck it comes from. She's <laughs> like, are we good? Right, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, exactly. I'm like, we are. I have the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, So what have you got coming up? So coming up, um, I'm just trying to gig a lot as much as I can with my band and solo. I'm in the midst of writing a lot. I have a lot of songs written right now, um, none that I've recorded in studio or anything like that. But I do plan um, to do that. And a lot of them, a lot of these songs I've written sober, I, I mean, during the midst of like the drinking and everything like that. Um, I because I wrote these five songs on the EP and then really got into the partying aspect yeah. of music. Didn't do a lot of writing, yeah. um, and the ones that I did were bad. <laughs> right, yeah. So they're just real depressing, and I'm like, I don't want to be that singer songwriter. So, um, a lot of it's crazy how when you really have to sit with your pure emotions, the shit that comes out. So I have a lot yeah. of songs um, written right now. Um, it's about really finalizing them, and then I'll do what we talked about before: get my band going on yeah. them and get their their take on it. And excellent. See what. Got happens. any gigs coming up? Yeah, this Saturday, um, my band will be at Manatee Barn Grill in Fort Pierce That's from right, yeah. seven to eleven. Next month, I'll be at Average Joe's. Cool. Um, I think the twelfth. Average Joe's was the first place. One of the first, like, um, regular gigs Kilbillies had as a duo right at the beginning of the band. Mm. Yeah, yeah, And they have a good little stage there. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah. And they, they've done great things in the, inside there, actually. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even look anything like it used to. Yeah. yeah. My EP release party was there this oh, past cool. January. Nice. It was fun. Yeah, man. I love those guys. You know, Raven and Bill. They were, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Jenna. Yeah. I love Jenna. I so, love them all. So, um... What have we got coming up? So on Saturday... Uh, yeah, nothing Friday. Yeah, nothing Friday. On Saturday from 3 to 6, James and I are playing at the Square Grouper. As a duo, yeah. Yeah, and then um, at Propaganda on Saturday night, which is July 9th. Um, it's the No Name Scar Band's last gig in who knows how long. So if you are a Scar Punk fan and you want to come and help us celebrate our... It's not our last gig ever. We're going to play like special events here and there. But um, Matt is moving to Las Vegas and um, Justin is moving away soon too. So um, the band is, in terms of proximity, 
splitting up. So, uh, you know, if you if you want to come and celebrate our last gig in a really long time, come out to Propaganda on, on Saturday night from 8. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I posted, uh, um, you know, I posted that I'm going to be going to that show on Saturday um, because, you you know, you guys are playing. It's your one of your last shows or or one of your last shows for the foreseeable future anyways. Sure, yeah. Um, but also Spread the Dub and The Shaker playing, man. Yeah, they excellent. Yeah, two, two of my uh, favorite local bands. Absolutely. Um, but I, I said something uh, about uh, being free on Friday night and not knowing where to go and, just, you know, who's playing where and, you know, let me know because it's a rare night free on the weekend for me. And uh, and Ricky, uh, Ricky Baloof, Ricky Bobby, um, he, <laughs> Ricky, uh, B. Ricky B., uh, immediately commented that the Shakers Planet Respectables on Friday night. So I just have to put that in there, the Shakers Planet Respectables yeah. Friday night, because, yeah. you know, he said I should go, and I told him that, I, you know, I said, settle down, I'm already going to see you on Saturday. <laughs> no, they, then, they've been busy, then, man. It's and then impressive. he's like, no, no, you still have to come see me on, on Friday. And then someone <laughs> else, I think it was Kenny or somebody, like said, you know, like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to go see them. And then Ricky was like, see, he's coming to see me, you know, on both nights. No, they're, they're popping off. They're all around so, town all the time. They played so last weekend. I, I still probably won't go see them on Friday, but if anybody's <laughs> listening to us, us, you know, go see Ricky on Friday because, yeah, you know, you he needs the love, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they are a fantastic band. They are fantastic. It pisses me off how well they are. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then on Sunday, of course, we will be here doing um, the uh, Give and Let Give event. Give and Let Give, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and then you, and then you get us. Do you have a solo on Sunday or no? Not this Sunday. Not no. this Sunday. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, next, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, next Sunday. Okay. Um, and then, uh, as usual, um, uh, on our uh, 561 Music 561music.com. Um, you can uh, like and subscribe to the podcast feed. Yep. Um, you can uh, donate. You can become a friend of the podcast, donate one time, set up a recurring uh, donation. Um, you can also uh, become a sponsor of the podcast on there. Yeah. Um, just click on the donate button. Um, uh, you know, the podcast costs money, you know, yeah. we, you know, we, we, we do this and we don't do this to profit. We do this. We just about every penny of this podcast goes right back into it. We have a social media person. We have to pay for the studio time here at live music community. Yep. Um, you know, I have to buy my solid cost. gold hat. Right. right exactly. <laughs> there's, there's advertising goes into it and stuff, you know, so there's, there's, there's costs involved with it. And, and just about every cent of everything that comes in goes right back into it just it to make it does. that much better because we do it because we love what we're doing and, yep. and we love getting the word out of, of local musicians. Yeah, we love like local that. music and we love being able to give yeah. local musicians um, something else to do other than um, play shows yeah. and help them and give them a little bit of a platform, um, you know, and just get them more visibility. That's why we do it. Yeah. That's the only reason we do it. So um, help us do that. Yeah. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, like and subscribe. Uh, the more uh, subscribers we get, if we get to a thousand subscribers, I think it is. Yep. If we get to a thousand subscribers, we can monetize our YouTube channel. And then again, that'll help us just do bigger and better things, you know. Yeah. Like, and we're getting there. We got it 400 yeah. roughly now. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the, uh, the festival we did last year, you know, that, that cost a lot of money to put on. So, yeah. you know, so that money you know stuff like this would go towards more of those types of things exactly. so um so yeah so like and subscribe i believe uh in the bottom left hand corner underneath ben there's a little subscribe now button and somewhere above ben's head up there somewhere yep there's another subscribe button um there's they're all over the page so click on them and subscribe yeah thank you very much and yes. uh thank you so much andy for coming on thank you i don't know i i'm, I'm sure at some point we've crossed paths in a bar but it's nice to properly meet you. yeah you too yeah yeah brilliant. yeah you guys are fun yeah thank you so much for coming yeah thanks for being on I don't know why I was so nervous. (laughs) You did a great job.
Check it out. 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 Check it out.